Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Asamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V. Nocturzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakoko artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Fantasy violence, blood, alcohol, substance use and addiction, cults and cult-like behaviors, militarism, public conflict, poverty, houselessness, a refugee crisis, religious conflict, mentions of tripophobia, riots, and teeth. Arc 1, Episode 7 Tender Heart Heavy with Grief From Sapphi, Poems and Fragments by Sappho, translated by Josephine Balmer Mother hold me, father stay, wealth to rot and love to pain. Three in the chamber, two intertwined, one alone with wounded pride. The rose is sweet for thorns overcome, fire made from burning thumb. Deepest valleys hold soaring cliffs, what use is reward without the risk? It's a hot night in the silent grove, that subtropical patch of bamboo forests and humid trees that comprises a vast swath of the mighty kingdom of Toulong. The cicadas are singing. The stars above shine like jewels. The constellation of Mengshen Zhidi, the god of knowledge and dreams, smiles down upon the five-crowned dragon, an illustrious tea house and gambling venue where illegal gambits are allowed if you know how to swindle. V, you sit across the felt from a tiefling, a dragonborn, and a human. The bone of the mahjong tile is cool against your hand. You're a single tile away from winning the pot. Two hundred gold pieces and some jewelry to boot. It's the tiefling's turn. She mulls over her hand, then tosses a tile face down onto the discard pile. Your heart thumps. It's the one you marked at the beginning of the game when the tiles were shuffled. The other half of your winning pair. It's now the Dragonborn's turn. After him, you go. You watch casually, but intently, as he considers his options, then takes your marked tile from the discard pile. And just like that, your chances of winning are gone. But you're not gonna let that happen, are you, V? V 
roll sleight of hand. All right. <laughs> 20 unnatural. 20 unnatural. Uh, okay, uh, V, I'm going to contest that. Okay. That was a nat one. <laughs> uh, I'm Best not lying. It was Go. a nat one. Uh, you're lucky because my metallic dice are high rollers, so they're burning out their low rolls on this flashback sequence. Uh, v, tell me how you uh, swipe this tile. You, you swap it out. Tell me how you're doing this. How close are we to like each other? Pretty close. Are we like... Okay. Within arm's um, reach. He's right next to you, so you can even like, you know. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to just, like, tussle my hair uh, real hard and, like, kind of accidentally whip him in the face and, and then just be like, oh, I am so sorry, and just, like, reach over and, like, caress his face where my hair would have whipped. And meanwhile, like, while he's looking at me, I'll just my other hand will, will, pop, will palm the tile. Will palm the tile. Okay, uh, because he rolled a nat one, not only does he not notice, uh, but he looks at you and his blue eyes sort of twinkle with what appears to be... Uh, why don't you roll insight for me? <laughs> Let's see. Three. Curiosity. <laughs> he regards you with curiosity. And he does he doesn't seem to notice that you palmed the tile. And sure enough, when it's your turn, you have the winning. You have Mahjong. So you're able to put the tiles down, declare your victory, and you scoop up the winnings, this gold, this jewelry, you put it in your pack. Um the tiefling and the human mutter to themselves and they slam their tiles back under the felt and they leave the smoky parlor room to get drinks, presumably, or perhaps to dance their frustrations away. But the dragonborn man lingers. Uh, he, he stays next to you, uh, and he lights up a cigar, actually, and wordlessly offers you one. Well, thank you very much, but I don't accept gifts from strangers. <laughs> That's quite astute of you. Might I ask your name? My name is Victoria. Victoria, what a beautiful name. Well, my thank name, you. My name is Sievert. It's a pleasure. Sievert. I've never that... seen someone so beautiful as yourself. Well, you flatter me so much, I can only question what your motives are for such flattery. My motives? Simple. A drink. And he flags down a server and says, wine or whiskey? Oh, well, let's go ahead and uh, get a little rough with some whiskey. Let's get rough with some whiskey indeed. I'm a whiskey man myself. On the rocks, of course. Uh, and this marks the beginning of a memorable night for you, V. This memory sort of peels away from your eyes as you stand in the present now, uh, at the top floor of this building that this poor white dragonborn man had escorted you to Arman, but now Arman is slumped against a bookcase, apparently unconscious. Um, and the man himself, Sievert, this white dragonborn in his charcoal gray kind of bespoke suit, uh, huge broad shoulders looking every bit as charming, suave, handsome, and intimidating as when you first met him. He stands behind a wide mahogany desk that overlooks a broad window, which uh, reveals the bustling market street of Dabathati, the capital of the Republic of Talmadi. You, V, you stand in front of him, 
just a few feet away with Manaya at the threshold. And Sievert grins kind of predatorily at you, revealing a single gold tooth, a single canine capped in gold, his blue eyes flashing. And I need to change the music for what's about to happen uh, because as you remember V, we last left off with you and Sievert about to throw hands. So <laughs> that's putting it lightly. <laughs> So why don't you roll initiative? <laughs> uh, five. Ooh! Okay, you're... <laughs> you are gonna go second. Uh, Manaya, are you declaring yourself to be a part of this? Or are you staying out of it? I will roll initiative, but hold back. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna loosen my axe in its scabbard. Okay, you loosen your axe in its scabbard, but you watch uh, as Sievert is going to immediately, he reels backward, uh, and you see like the, the scales, cause he's wearing a suit, but the scales of his throat seem to crack a little. You hear this crackle as a blue uh, light shines out from the cracks between his scales, a blue frosty light, and you hear a kind of like permafrost cracking. Uh, and then like his eyes glow, this brilliant azure, and then he opens his mouth and exhales a blast of wintry air. V and Manaya, why don't the two of you make a constitution saving throw for me? 15. Okay, Manaya? Eight. Okay, Manaya, you fail. V, you save. But what this means is you take half damage, V. So I'm gonna roll full damage and you can just like, Divided by two. So what this means is, Manai, you take five, six, 11 points of cold damage uh, as this gust of wintry air. And V, you're only gonna take uh, five, I think. Uh, washes over you, mists over you, and you feel this kind of blast of, of air feels even colder than you expected. And you see like little granules of ice forming on your skin from where uh, it made contact with this wintry breath. And you sort of see the um, uh, the, the mat, the rug underneath you, as well as the, the closed double doors also like uh, begin to form like little icicles. Uh, whatever he's breathing out is extremely cold. Uh, so next up is actually going to be V. V is gonna look at the, the room kind of freezing over and is like, well, it looks like we need to turn it up the heat in here a little bit. And I'm going to cast, I'm going to use twin spell. I'm going to use a sorcery point for twin spell, since there are two enemies in the room. And I'm going to cast Scorching Ray, but purposefully at the each side of the bookshelves. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, okay. So describe to me, is that a, just an attack roll for your Scorching Ray? Yeah, I don't know how we want to, I mean, technically it's like six. Six attacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why don't you just roll one attack for each target? Okay, so twice. Yeah. 13 on one and 17 on the other. Okay, they would both hit Sievert. So why don't you roll, you're also trying to target the, the slumped over Dragonborn, right? Actually, I'm going just for the bookshelf book- to sh- the okay. sh- start shit on fire. Yeah, why don't you roll damage then? Uh, okay, so Erica, while you're, you're checking that, we're going to bounce very quickly to Oka and Dewey. You're standing outside this building uh, with sort of like the insignia of a rainbow fist, a uh, one finger for each color of, uh, we have red, blue, green, black, and white uh, in, in, in the shape of a fist uh, in front of this building. You stand on the stairs outside waiting for whatever conflict to resolve itself within. Acostas, this hooded stranger that you've been traveling with for a few weeks now, is sort of pacing in tight circles. They look rather nervous uh, in front of this building. 
uh, and the smell of smoke uh, from like people smoking cigars and cigarettes from inside the building sort of drifts out of a cracked window. What do the two of you do? Oka kind of like chews on their nail a little bit. Okay. Watching Costas go with, you know, the double pupils bouncing back and forth. Sure. Uh, this is boring. I probably should have gone in. Or maybe V could have just, you know, not gotten us all in trouble again. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going in there. I don't know what what's going on up there, but I don't think it's something I want to be a part of. I'm not comfortable fighting, uh, especially not those dudes. Well, come on, Dewey, you can hold your own. You have to be at least a little bit comfortable fighting. Come on, you like, you know, you have that sword. You have to know at least a few basic maneuvers. I mean, the whole the whole purpose of the sword is that it's been engineered so that I don't have to do the work. It it does the defending for me. Okay, but does your magic sword have any programmed skills? Attack? Because if you programmed it... Oh my god. Okay, let's bounce back okay, up pick it up. Uh, to, the, to, the, to the top <laughs> floor. As Oka, yep. you, you, you touch your forehead in exasperation. Okay, V, how does that work for me? So each side is 20 points of damage. Okay, sure. Because it's, it's... each one is three rays, and like the three rays combined was 20. Okay. Uh, so it's 20 points of fire damage, I'm assuming? Yep. So 40 points total? Of, yeah. Okay. To the room. <laughs> to the room. To the room. Um, <laughs> to the room. Okay, one for each each bookshelf on either side of the desk, correct? Yeah, yep. Okay. Uh, book- that block to the room, Connie. Surprise. The, the, book, the, <laughs> the bookshelves catch on fire immediately. Yep. Uh, not just on fire, but the point of contact of where this initial fireball, basically, this ray hit uh, the scrolls. Uh, it burns a hole. It completely just blasts this huge, probably four-foot-wide hole in the bookshelves, and it scorches on your left. So Sievert's right. You see just it reveals, like, brick, like, char- charred brick now. And on the right, on your right, or Sievert's left, uh, you see it reveals uh, the metal backing of something that isn't brick. Uh, but it does create scorch marks uh, behind the bookshelves and whoosh, immediately it's on fire uh, and you can sort of see the heat shimmering in front of your eyes and you can see the, the flames dancing in Sievert's gaze as well uh, as immediately the, this smoke begins to billow and fill the room and is at the end of your turn. Yep, I'm not moving in muscle. Uh, okay, yeah. The fire immediately melts away the ice that has been caked onto the door behind you. And Manaya, at the top of your turn, because of all the flames and the heat that's being generated in this room, uh, the, the little granules of frost that have caked onto your body from Seaver's frost breath begin also to melt off. Are you going to do anything, though? I'll watch the bookshelves to see if they fall. Okay. And, like, get ready to move out of the way if they do fall. Otherwise... I'm keeping a steady eye on the fight. Okay, you're just continuing to keep an eye on the fight. Great, then I won't make you uh, roll anything, really. But the fire does begin to burn away the frost that's been caked onto your skin. Uh, And next is going to be Sievert. He looks around at the charred, burnt corpses of the various scrolls and books in his room, and he snarls a guttural, angry, disgusted growl. Uh, And you can sort of see, uh, you don't really know him, you know him well, but also not well at the same time, given your history together. And you see like a a vein begin to bulge on the side of his neck that you recognize uh, as a kind of uncharacteristic fury. Uh, But he keeps it, he keeps it like down here, right? He doesn't explode. Um, But he says, you have no idea what you've just done. 
um, and he is going to let out a roar and lunge at you from across, from over the desk. Um, but instead of like going at you for his claws, he's actually gonna whip around with surprising dexterity at the last moment, and his tail is gonna, he's gonna try to slap you with his huge tail. Um, so I'm gonna make an attack roll for that. Mm -hmm. uh, that hits, and you are going to take some yummy, yummy damage. Um, five, five bludgeoning damage. Uh, right to the chest uh, as the tail knocks into you and make a strength saving throw for me, please. 10. That is not sufficient. You're knocked prone. Let's say you fall back. The wind is knocked out of your lungs and you fall flat on your ass in front of Manaya. And because you're prone, Sievert's next attack with his claw is going to have advantage on you as he, he pounces upon you. Okay, so he does hit and he is going to get you for nine points of slashing damage as it sort of rends from your shoulder to your hip. He's a huge guy, as well as five points of cold damage. As soon as he, he rips open your nice, you know, suit, he rips open like your tie. Uh, and as soon as that claw uh, finishes rending open your hip, you see like little, again, granules of ice. <laughs> Just like appearing over, like frosting over your wound and causing even more damage. So now it is your turn, V. Sievert is on top of you. I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb. Okay. And I might as well, I want to roll it before I say what I do. Okay. 18. Yeah, that, that would hit. Perfect. So it's going to be 14 points of damage, of acid damage. Okay. And I'm going to form it in my hand and I'm going to say... Darling, this time I'm going to give you something to remember me by, and I'm going to blow a kiss with the orb right into his face. Okay, uh, the acid oh, splashes yeah. over his snout, and he lets out a snarl. And let's say due to how close it is, um, and due to the positioning of it, he is going to make a constitution saving throw to see if he is temporarily blinded. What's your spell save, DC? 13. Oh uh, yeah, he does not make it. Uh, so until the end of his next turn, Sievert is blinded by the acid. Blinded by the acid. <laughs> is that how that works? Excellent. Great. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he lets out a snarl and he immediately try gets off of you and starts like swiping at his eyes with his claws. And he lets out a, you impudent fool. And he's like sw swiping at his eyes and snarling. And you can see like these gouts of like icy mist coming out of his flared nostrils. Before we get to Manaya though, Downstairs, you left foot back. I said left foot back when you charge. This is my left foot. This is my left foot. Oh. Okay, I was looking at you backwards. Well, left foot back, right arm forward, and parry, parry, ah! parry. <laughs> as as okay, as you charge at uh, Dewey, due to both of your passive perceptions, you do notice um, something interesting. Uh, you you smell smoke. That's it smells different from the cigar smoke that's been billowing out of the lower floor. Hey, are they all smoking in there? Oh, probably. That's what you do in places like that. Don't get distracted. I'm not. No, 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 no. no we? We're focusing here. Okay, uh, ready? Yeah. As you continue to fight each other, sword fight each other, you don't look up and you don't see the huge flames from behind the window that have engulfed the bookshelves on either side. But going back up to that second floor, that second story floor. We're at the third or fourth story, really. It's several stories up. Can, can I actually... Yes. Um, after he got off me, could I use my movement to just get up, back up? Yeah. Yeah, because it's half, okay. half your movement to stand up. Yeah, yep. You yep. do. You yeah, I will get do up. that. You, you, you yep. struggle to your feet, let's say. You're no longer prone. Uh, so, Manaya, do you do anything? Yeah. 
So you know how in boxing matches, like when each match finishes, they sit in the chair and then like the, the trainer comes up and like rubs their shoulders like, you got this, you got this sort of a thing, right? Um, Manaya's going to, because V's right in front of me, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so she's going to walk up and sort of brush off some of the ice and say, this is your fight, but as soon as you want me in, say the word. And sort of give her a little pat on the back and then sit, and then sit back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. While trying to still seem as like badass as ever, V's actually gonna cast message, I guess, just and say, "I'm a little bit hurting right now. I could use, okay. <laughs> I could use a little help." Manaya nods. Left on red. Uh, so V's like, "Please, for the love of God, help me!" And Manaya's like, "Okay." It doesn't do anything. Uh, so, so it's going to be uh, Sievert now. Uh, Sievert is blinded. He's swiping at his eyes, right? And instead of doing anything for this turn, he's actually just going to shout, Make yourself useful, Yagli! And Manaya, you are going to take 30 points of damage. Uh, six of it is slashing, and 24 of it is poison. Holy mother of fuck! He has a yes. sword too? Uh, so you feel this world-rending pain as a blade just rends across your back. And as you're, like, staggering, you know, you notice uh, someone flicker into existence behind you for a brief moment. Um, it's a lizard folk man, kind of scrawny, with big bulbous eyes that look in either direction, uh, kind of like a chameleon. Um, and he's also dressed in a suit and he's holding a uh, short sword, the edge of which is slick with green poison. And he, his tongue like slicks out and back into his body and then he, he disappears from his sight. Nothing personal, kid. <laughs> Nothing personal, kid. Yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog oh my God. appears behind you and then disappears back into the ethereal plane. Uh, yeah, so that is what happens. That is what Sievert does with his turn. He commands this Yagli figure to attack, and now it's V. Um, do I see this thing that attacked Manaya? Yeah, uh, he revealed himself very briefly. I'm going to use a sorcery point to use a twin spell and do Scorching Ray, this time aiming for Sievert and this creature that just attacked Manaya. Okay, you can't see this creature, so your attack roll on him is going to have disadvantage. Okay. Hit me with fire. Quick, quick question. Yes. If I might interject. You might interject. Uh, does the does the creature going invisible in front of Manaya count as disengaging? And would Manaya have an attack of opportunity in that instance? Just wondering. It does Just not count question. as disengaging. I tried. Well, actually, yeah. Let's say you have an attack of opportunity. He does go invisible, and you can reasonably assume he might be moving out of the way. Uh, but your attack of opportunity will have disadvantage because you, you can't see him. Yeah, so I get an attack from behind. She kind of like, ah! mm -hmm. and then like falls forward just a bit, yeah. and then like takes her axe out, and then jabs with the handle behind her. <laughs> I like that for, budge for budgeting damage. Okay. Make a attack roll. Fifteen. That does hit. Yeah. That does hit. Eight, eleven, fourteen damage. Okay, great. You you feel you feel the butt of your uh, huge great axe connect with something kind of soft in comparison and squishy, and you hear squeak. Okay, deeper. Okay, deeper. So now uh, be, be, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. So I don't have enough dice to roll all six at once, so I'll do that creature first. Okay. 
Sounds good. As you're rolling damage, let's go back to Oka and Dewey and just let me know when you're done rolling damage for all of your attacks. Um, Oka, Dewey, what are you doing? So your grip, I know that you're like letting it fly around and shit, but your grip, because you can hold it too, Dewey. You can hold your sword. I don't want to hold your it. Your grip should be loose with a firm wrist. Do you understand? A firm wrist. But with I don't, loose... I don't want to be holding on to it. I want to be far away from the slashy part. I drop the sword and I like flutter up a little bit away from it. We come back down here. Uh, <laughs> Do I notice? Uh, yeah, at that, at that point, uh, both you, Costas, and Oka at the same time notice the fact that the top floor of this building is on fire. Uh, big gouts of billowing smoke are coming out of the roof, and you can sort of see the shimmering haze of the of the glass windows as orange, red, and blue conflagrations uh, illuminate the interior. You know, on second thought, maybe you should go up there, actually. Maybe we should actually... No, I'm maybe coming back down. Right? No, 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 get up there, Dewey, get up! <laughs> no! <laughs> the prophet, says Costas, uh, and they immediately run into the building. Uh, I'd like to go grappling hook route, maybe, instead. Okay! Uh, uh, right, through, right through the- if the window is, like, vibrating with heat, it should be pretty easy to smash through. Okay, um, I'll let you attempt it with a uh, attack roll using dex. Using dex. Haha, unnatural twenty. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, you don't smash through the window, uh, but you do. Your grappling hook does land on like a, a out, like a brick out outcropping, and it, it finds a, a secure. It finds purchase. Up we go then. I'm not going in there. Well, then send your sword in there. Okay, fine. Break the window for me. Can I chuck my sword at the window? Yeah, how does your flying sword work? <laughs> what's the range on it? Like, far away from you? As you're figuring that out, uh, V, what damage did you roll? Towards the creature, I rolled a 6, an 11, and a 24 to hit. The 6 yeah. and the 11 don't hit, but the 24 does. Okay, so then I, for that, I roll, wow, 11 for damage. Very Holy nice rolls. Fuck. Okay. Uh, and then yeah. the one towards Sievert, I rolled an 11, mm-hmm. a 23, mm-hmm. and a nat 20. Biatch. Uh, okay, so obviously the 23 and the nat 20 hit, um, but not the 11. Uh, so not why don't 11. we resolve the 23 first uh, with damage, and then we'll do the damage of the nat 20 after. 23 is 9 points of damage. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to give you the chance of rolling, let's say, ro- rolling double damage uh, for the crit, or you can choose some other kind of bonus that we can work out together. I think I just want to roll the double okay. the double damage. Sounds good. Roll double damage. Go for it. Now let's say you can, you can on a crit, you can re-roll ones. 18 points of damage, fire damage. Why don't you describe to me how the Scorching Ray looks when it blasts into Sievert? I do the one towards the creatures and those, you know, those are just like mostly throwing the rays and like, I don't even care about them. Yeah. And then the ones towards Sievert, um, cause I hit on two and miss on the third one. So what, let's say the third one that I miss is like right at his feet and like sets the ground on fire or like right there. Um, mm-hmm. But then the other two, like, I want each one to be an individual right now that I think, but actually I, like, I hit the first one at his feet and then the other two, like both hands and just like, 
and just like fucking like trying to push him back with it. Okay, cool. Uh, so you th- you throw those three random rays at the chameleon guy. Uh, two of them just sort of splash against um, the wall, and one hits the floor. But the third one hits and briefly illuminates like his silhouette. And here another uh, uh, <laughs> as as this invisible chameleon is lizard folk is is hit with this ray, and then the third ray that you. Uh, targeted Seabird with splashes against the ground and, and illuminates like a miniature wall, like a line of fire that goes up and then you step forward and you blast him with two coming out from your palms. The first one pegs him in the shoulder and the next one, the, the crit, pegs him in the other shoulder and you hear him go, Ugh! and he stumbles backward um, and the back of his hip bumps against the mahogany table as these two two gouts of flame, let's say continuously erupts from your hands and you force him back Boom. He he moves back, 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 uh, and the desk uh, crashes against uh, the window and breaks it and comes hurtling down. And Oka, you are on the grappling hook at this point, as well as Max's flying sword. So why don't Oka, you make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, and Max's sword will also have to make against a dexterity saving throw. Yes, against the desk. Against a a huge (laughs) mahogany heavy desk. That was mahogany. That was mahogany. That was mahogany. Fourteen. Okay. How about Dewey's sword? One. Natural. Natural one. Because I can't add. My beefy dex. Your beefy (laughs) desk. Dex. Okay. um, I thought it was just a natural one because you couldn't add like generally. uh, Oka, Oka, that was just enough. (laughs) Uh, As the desk plummets, you you sort of how do you move out of the way? Uh, I get flush against the the wall. Okay, you press so against the wall. I go of the rope, and I just like grab the wall. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pure reflex. You grab the wall. The the desk clip like barely clips the back of your head. You can feel like that the tiny little shaved hairs on the nape of your neck of rustle <laughs> as the desk. And as you're pressing against the wall, it's not just the wall, it's also a window on the second floor, let's say. And you see, like, someone, like, you see, like, a, a human woman in, like, a bathtub. She's, like, scrubbing her back and staring at you. Stop. <laughs> as, Stop. as, like, the death falls. Um, but as that happens, Dewey, your poor sword gets gets clipped and it, it gets... It gets smashed underneath the desk. And as the desk smashes into pieces, Dewey, I'm assuming you're running forward to check on your sword. It's not it's not broken or snapped. Um, but let's say there's like a little gem inlay on the pommel or something, like on the on the hilt of the sword. It's cracked. Uh, and your sword uh, spasms. And the little wings on its side are like jerking. There's something wrong with your sword, Dewey. My only defense. Your only defense. There's something wrong with it. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Uh-oh, now you have to hold it. Just like I said. So, okay, let's say by next turn you'll be able to reach. You'll be able to reach what's going on at the top floor. Um, but in the meantime, uh-huh. uh, V, that was your move. Sievert is backed up against the smashed window, and that's when your magic runs out. Let's say, and uh, mm-hmm. you no longer are hitting him with these scorching rays, and you see that his. His suit is charred open uh, from your attacks, and revealing sort of like this muscular um, length of scale across the front of his chest that's like scorched a little bit. Um, but you also notice something interesting. You notice what appears to be um, like blue veins uh, that I don't know if you've seen before. You are familiar with his you know, with this part of his body. Uh, but you haven't seen the blue, <laughs> the blue veins that are, like, a- across his chest before. This is fairly new. Um, mm. 
but the rest of his suit is still intact so you don't know where they lead or if they form like a picture or anything like that um and he sort of stands there panting angrily looking at you and that's the end of your turn v do you say anything or do anything else i want to move a little bit closer and v is like going to muster looking as standing tall as possible even though I'm not gonna lie, she is messed up hardcore right now. She's not doing well, um, and she's just gonna like breathe heavily, like just like with the flames. Kind of, she's gonna walk up to the wall of flames that kind of created when she mm-hmm. missed that with the one, and just be like burning on the other side of the flames, looking at Siebert. Okay, you look at him on the other side of the fire, and uh, now it's Manaya. Manaya, how you doing? Uh, the poison is eating at your skin. You're not gonna take further damage, but. Just to explain how much damage you've taken so far, it feels real bad. It's very corrosive. You don't even want to look at your back. You know it's going to be real ugly. Um, And the gash was also pretty deep, but it was really the poison that dealt so much damage. Um, And you know that if, you know, you had been any less beefy, you would be down right now for sure. And you don't, you don't, you see the scorch mark. Let's say there's like a scorch mark of the, the chameleon silhouette against the, (laughs) against the wall. Uh, But you're, you're not sure if that's, if he stayed there. All right. So Manaya, after getting that attack in the back and like falling forward, she's like on her knees, mm-hmm. uh, maybe on one knee. Okay. And there's like the huge gash across her back. Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action first, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have second wind, okay. uh, which restores 1d10 health. Okay. Thank God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which I can use once per short rest. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Uh, that's 10. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And I prepared some flavor for this. She's uh, hunched over on one knee. Uh, and she sort of growls just a little bit uh, as this wound sort of stitches itself back together. And she like twitches a little bit. Because it, it, it doesn't not hurt. Mm-hmm. I suppose the only person who would be able to see this is the chameleon behind me. If they're still there. Mm-hmm. But it knits itself back together in the shape of small scales, which sort of fade as they meet. After that, she's going to get her bearings a little bit, and then her ears are going to are going to perk up, and she's going to listen for footsteps to okay. see if the chameleon moved. I like that. It's going to be kind of hard to, over the roaring of the flames, but I'll let you make a perception check. All right, 13 it is, I okay. suppose. Uh, with a 13, let's say due to the fact that you've already nailed him with the brunt of your sword and he's a little scorched uh, from the ray. You do see what appears to be like f- footsteps five or ten feet to your right. Yeah, she's going to take her axe and aim for right about the gut. Okay, so just uh, why don't I make um, an attack roll as normal? Just going for the gut to get something to bleed to get a better visual. Sure. Fifteen to hit. That is sufficient. Why do you roll damage? Are you, is this going to be lethal? No. Okay. Eight damage. Okay, that is not quite enough to knock them out, um, but it is close, and you do draw blood. Uh, Your axe, you baseball bat, swing it at where you think his gut area is, and you see, like, blood. It, like, connects with something, and you hear another, ugh. Uh, and you see blood begin to spill out, and, like, marking where this, this, this creature is. Mm-hmm. And I was going for more of a, of a jab motion, but slash across the side sort of a thing. Like, slash across their gut. 
Uh, yeah, sure. You jab and then slash across their gut, and you yeah. see like the the blood flow out and sort of stain what you assume are legs or pants. Uh, and the, this creature lets out an uh, 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 is clearly not doing very well at all based on their laborious breaths. Is that the end of your turn? Jab across the gut, and then the uh, butt side swings around, and I'm gonna try to pin or I'm gonna try to attack like bludgeoning damage, but also pin to the ground. Okay, so make another attack roll. Uh, 17. Okay, that that hits. Uh, so why don't you roll damage? 13. 13, yeah, that's sufficient. Uh, you, you bludgeon him, and he g- goes unconscious. Uh, and as he does, his, his he flickers back into existence, and you see this, like, chameleon, like, like, his tongue's, like, lolling out, and you, bam, you pin him to the ground, and he's, like, bleh. Like, he's, he's not dead, <laughs> but he's, bleh, he's like, unconscious. You know, like in Pokemon, like, when the eyes are swirly. One last thing, can I kick his sword away? Uh, yeah, you can. You, okay. you kick it away. Um, as soon as he bleh, hits the ground and is unconscious, uh, you hear Sievert from beyond the flames snarl. Yagli, you die when I give you permission to die. Um, and V, you notice beyond the flames, because you already saw the veins on his chest, you, you notice them flare and glow bright blue. And at the same time, uh, Yagli twitches, convulses underneath uh, your... Your axe, uh, axe and his and yes, your axe, uh, and he his eyes fly open again uh, as he pops back up to one HP and is no longer unconscious. Uh, so at this point, Oka, Dewey, you're still on the ground next to your fallen sword. <laughs> okay, uh, Oka, you have climbed to the summit of this building. Uh, why don't you make a perception check for me? Sure, I'll make a perception check for the summit of the burning building. Oh, nice. 22. Not only do you see sort of Sievert is kind of right there. Uh, His back is turned to you. You see this huge, bulky, dragonborn man uh, with, you know, in typical dragonborn style, uh, after the dragons of Andake um, has sort of these like antlers and like these whiskers that sort of flow, kind of like uh, Chinese dragons. You also notice, due to your high perception roll, a lot of commotion from the ground floor. And Dewey, you notice this as well. It seems like obviously the noise of the fight and the smoke has been noticed. And you notice, Dewey, you especially, and okay, you can hear thunderous footsteps going up the stairs uh, as reinforcements of all of these, these guild or organization members are going straight to the top. Uh, Dewey, you notice that no fewer than 30 or 40 people are running up there, and they will be there soon. Uh, all presumably on Siebert's side. And Costas is lost in there somewhere in the mix. Okay, so you do notice that time is a ticking. Uh, and you see Siebert uh, up there. Uh, Oka, what, what, do you, what do you do? <laughs> uh, Oka kind of like clamors up. Who the fuck threw that desk? Uh, <laughs> as you clamp, as you're like up here, you know, like on the edge of the building, and you you, yeah. you, you say that, uh, Sievert turns slightly and looks down at you with a gaze so disdainful that it sends chills down your spine. Rage, rage. Yes. yes. Uh, and Sievert yeah. uh, glances back at V. He locks eyes with you through the shimmering flames of his office, and he says. Unfortunately, darling, I can't finish the job today. I have an appointment to get to. But I'm sure the rest of my order will be more than happy to hack you to pieces. I just regret that I won't be the one wielding the butcher's knife. And he says, Yagli, let's go. Uh, And he turns, and underneath you, Yagli, 
winks at you, Manaya, and then whoosh, goes invisible again. Uh, and you feel like your your uh, axe where it was pinning like hit the ground, um, as presumably he's like rolling out of the way or getting getting out from underneath you. Uh, yeah, uh, why don't you make an attack of opportunity, uh, Manaya, without d- disadvantage because you did make him bleed, so you can kind of surmise where he is, if you want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll jab with the butt of my with my, of my axe here. Non-lethal. Non-lethal. Yeah. Eighteen. Uh, yeah, that's sufficient. Uh, why don't you? Well, it doesn't even matter. Do I have damage. to roll damage? No, because he only has one hit point. You smack him, and he lets out of. Say no, you don't. His last no, words are, uh, so- "Sorry, boss." Uh, and he falls unconscious again, and he is back again, visible. And Sievert lets out a useless scum. Um, but he just sort of he steps over you, Oka. <laughs> like his big foot steps over you. Uh, and he fall, uh, he begins to fall down, down the four four stories. Me too. You're gonna grab on him. Okay, make an acrobatics check. I don't know. I feel like this isn't how he wants this to end. I'll go too. Twenty three. I rolled an eighteen. Wow. Okay. Twenty three. Yeah, that's more than enough. Uh, Sievert, as he falls past you, you notice uh, you you jump onto him, and he lets out a grunt as you. You grab onto his face area, uh, and Sievert is has grabbed onto the rope of your grappling hook after falling and is using it to repel his way down. Um, oh no, we're I. This is a like if he's going over me and trying to use my rope, mm-hmm. I'm like like jumping onto his face, jump like to push him down so, so that he he's fall. falling. Yeah, and he's falling on his back, and I'm gonna land on top of him. Okay. Uh, so the two of you go soaring through the air, falling through nothingness. Is it possible for me to use my radiant soul here? Yeah, okay, make a strength contest against Sievert. Against his chonk. Against his chonk. Ouch. Ooh, this is an unnatural 20. Uh, yeah, you are able to wrestle your way out of his grip as your wings come out and you begin to hover in the air and he's unable to hold on to you and he his grip slips. And he is going to take 20 points of bludgeoning damage as he falls through the air and he lands boom, boom, right on his back in the middle of the street. And a huge crater is created from the impact, actually, like a small crater, because he's so heavy. Uh, and Oka, you're... Your wings are like flapping, and as you're flapping, you notice that a lot of people are like staring now. There's like a small crowd looking at this burning building, and as as your wings come out, people gasp and point at you, um, and notice you. Oh, I hate that shit. Uh, and a lot okay. of people also uh, gasp as Sievert hits the ground, and you notice a lot of people immediately rush like to help him, rush wait, forward they're trying to help him. Uh, Dewey, you also. But see- what about Dewey? Can I pick up my sword and walk over to where he's fallen and like? Do the stance that Okus just told me, like right over his as intimidating <laughs> as I can be. You're gonna try to execute him in front of all these people? <laughs> or are you what? just holding it over sword? No, I'm just gonna like head. Yeah, so he doesn't get up and Okay, uh you you draw the sword, uh it's it's vibrating a little in your grasp, it seems really unstable. As you step forward with the sword with the intention of scaring this guy, a lot of people have already swarmed over to Sievert, they're like swarming over. Sievert's like Ugh on the ground, he's like holding his head. He looks maybe concussed or something. Um, but as you approach with a sword, uh, several bystanders are like, what What the hell are you doing? Get away from him, this man's injured. And like some people are like, pointing at Oka and whispering and gasping as someone else. Oh, come on. You see like a young halfling boy say, did you see that mama? That flying devil attacked, attacked the 
Mr. Rathstone. Well, Oka's gonna just kind of uh, quick, quick, as soon as they, basically as soon as they see Severt fall, uh, it's gonna just like dip right back into uh, the burning building where the party is. Time to go, I think. Uh, yeah, at this point, you can hear all of you, except for uh, Dewey on the ground, can hear the thundering footsteps of several dozen people coming up the stairs, maybe just moments away from breaking down the door. Mana, you have this limp chameleon lizard folk man pinned underneath your axe. Everything's on fire. Everything is completely on fire. V, you're standing in the middle of the study in front of this wall of flame. Oka, you're you're floating in front of uh, the study. What do you all do? Uh, Max, you're wielding the sword in front of Sievert as other people stare and point at you and whisper. So Benaya is going to, as quickly as she possibly can, just like really quick, run down, see if this chameleon has any other weapons on him. Go ahead. At the same time, I'm going to point at the sword and say, Oka, the sword! Is that what you're going to do with your action, Oka? Oka's uh, kind of motioning for V to uh -huh. get into their arms. Uh -huh. uh, v is going to cast Ray of Frost across the fire on the ground to put it out. Okay. And then run over to Oka and, and like, now V is finally, like, letting her her big tough girl uh, facade fall as she's like really fucked up and she's like, Oka, I, I need help. Yeah, I think Oka's gonna be like, all right, grabbing the, like, you know, like child style, maybe how they used to carry some of their siblings around and is going to not take off towards the ground and Dewey, but is, oh wait, Manaya can't fly. Why don't you think about what you're gonna do as uh, Manaya, what did you get for your investigation roll? Eight. Eight, uh, you find two daggers. Body. Throw them aside potato sack and book it for the window. Okay, you potato sack and book it to the window uh, as V and Oka have a moment where V jumps or Oka scoops up V, right? Uh, mm. And at the ground floor, Dewey, as you're surrounded by all these people gasping, you see people are like picking up pieces of parchment and sketching your face, you know, sketching your likeness. Um, and you see like several, several adventuring parties now. They look like adventurers. They look like you, all unique and interesting, um, are approaching as well. And their, their hands are going to their weapons as they look at you. Um, and as the sword vibrates in your hands, Dewey, you hear a voice in your head go, F -f -f Father? And let's get right back into the action uh, with, let's say, with every everyone but Dewey uh, up top at the very top of the building. So V, you're now scooped up in Oka's hands. Uh, Manaya, you're carrying this limp chameleon lizard folk uh, guy and you're rappelling down with grappling hook, correct? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just make an athletics check for me to see if you can do that one-handed? Oh, must die. <laughs> <laughs> See how I'm, well you do it, let's say. Swear to Mahu, the waves are not in my favor today. Uh, uh non-natural twenty. Uh, yeah, you're you you. It's really awesome. It's like Mission Impossible. Uh, you manage to repel your way down as Oka. What are you doing? I look to Manaya. Uh, I think Oka gestures kind of vaguely in the direct. Which direction are the mines? Uh, you would know that they're in the very back of the city. So. If you're on foot, it'll take maybe an hour to get there. I'm not on foot, I'm on wing. Can I recall anything like a fountain or something like that uh, that's rather secluded that's in the direction of the mines? Why don't you roll intelligence for me to recall with history? 
13. 13. Uh, yeah, you can kind of recall maybe like a little secluded. There are quite a few like sculpture parks uh, in Dabathati that have like little hidden nooks and crannies between various larger pieces. Even though they're closed to the public after a certain time and it's getting to that time, you know that they're usually not very heavily patrolled and a lot of youth like to loiter in these sculpture parks and like smoke their fantasy cigarettes and whatnot. Um, so you remember a one such sculpture park where maybe you would dawdle and hang out when you were younger. Um, that is in the Thristi, Thristi district, uh, which is a little out of the way. It's a kind of a detour, um, but it is closer to the back. Um, instead of going straight to the mines, you would have to uh, go a little farther east to get there. But you you do know it's a pretty secure place. Okay, but I wouldn't be able to fly there with my one minute no, of radiant you soul. You would not. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, Oka's just going to be like, I'll be right back uh, with still cradling V, uh, and is going to just kind of like go up and over the most adjacent like rooftops okay. just to try to like get out of the crowd you know okay just like dip up and over the crowd as far as as far as they can basically take themselves uh i'm gonna find an alley and drop down into it okay uh as you carrying the uh flap your way over uh, the various roof rooftops yeah you see the crowd creating their necks up and pointing at you uh and dewey you see like what the the person doing the portrait of you turn and immediately try to sketch sketch a portrait of oka uh, and you you like hear gasps and whispers and people are pointing someone else says they're what's going on are they getting away were they the ones who did this to you mr rathstone uh but siebert's still a little concussed and he's like what's happening fall uh, and he, he's like slowly getting, uh, sitting up straight. Uh, but Oka, you flap away before you hear or see anything else. And Manaya, by this point, you have reached the bottom. You see those adventuring parties approach, their weapons are half drawn and they look very intent about interrogating you or detaining you, perhaps, both you and Dewey. Uh, and as this tension continues to mount, Oka, are you communicating in any way to your party mates where you're going? I said I would be right back. Okay, uh, but you are gone. You you swoop over the rooftops and you're gone. Uh, and Dewey and Manai, the two of you, see. Okay, just fuck off. Uh, and Dewey, you hear a the same voice in your head go, "What's hap happening, Father?" I look around. No, I'm I'm down here. I'm in your hand. Uh, and you look down at this uh, sword in your hand and the cracked gem, at, with every word that is in your head, the gem seems to sort of shine a little bit. Uh, What's happening? <laughs> Everything's okay. I, uh, I, I try and duck and, like, get out of the crowd. Okay. Uh, okay, the, what about you, Manaya? You see Dewey start to try to head for an alleyway, let's say, and run away from the crowd. Man Do you leave Manaya the knows how to look behind? Yeah. Okay. Manaya knows how to explain herself if she gets detained, and she can trust that the military here will be just, probably. So, uh, Dewey, as you try to s s slink away, why don't you roll stealth against these people's perception, let's say? 14. They see you. There's so many people. Right. They see you. As you're trying to stealth away, you're, like, creeping. Uh, one of the adventurers uh, draws his longsword and says, Stop! You! Are you responsible for this? I uh, put my, I hide my sword and I pull out like a random trinket and I'm like, we're making a movie. Uh, <laughs> a what? What is that word? 
What does that mean? Is that some sort of device with which to attack innocent people? No, it's like um, like a document, no, documentary. You're, type. you're documenting your crimes. No, this was um, acting. Any of these words making sense to you? Uh, acting. This is a play. Yes. It looks pretty real yes. to me, right, fellas? Everyone's Special like murmuring. Effect. <laughs> Everyone's murmuring like, huh, I don't know, this looks pretty real. And as this is happening, uh, Siebert seems to be regaining more consciousness and like more um, idea about what's happening. Uh, and he, you can see sort of like life coming back to his eyes as he's like touching his forehead. And you also hear a bunch of shouts from the top of the building as presumably people have broken down the door or, and are now looking at the empty burning room at the top. Uh, Manaya, what are you trying to do? She's going to take all seven and a half feet of her with this chameleon that's running over her back and walk straight for Severt. Okay. As you approach Severt, uh, you see a few people get in your way. Someone who looks like maybe they belong to this guild. Um, a sort of young human woman. The same the same woman, uh, this is just sort of like a side, that, who was taking a bath. Uh, and she, she's in like a towel. Uh, and she, she goes, Why did you have high agent Yagli slung over your shoulder, bleeding profusely? What's going on here? She's one of the actors. What? Dewey, Dewey, Not you. let me handle this. I am returning this young, very talented man to the man whom he serves, if you'll excuse me. Is he, is he dead? No. Have you, he's just unconscious? Yes. Well, what, what? Uh, and you hear Siebert's voice go, it's okay. Uh, and he slowly pushes himself to a stand. He's just about your height, Manaya. Uh, maybe a little taller. He's shorter uh, than... Didn't you say he was like 6'2"? Oh yeah, maybe You're I did. Okay, he's, he's shorter. shorter. He's shorter. Yeah. Fine, fine. This doesn't matter. No one's he's shorter fine. than you. Okay, whatever. No one's holding Manaya. We will okay, defend Manaya's fine, 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 to fine. the death. Whatever. Uh, so, uh, Siebert stands up uh, and you see, you know, he's he dusts off the ash from his body. And a lot of like, uh, probably presumably guild members rush forward and they like help him up but he goes... He like waves his hand dismissively and they st they stand back and he pulls himself up to his full height. And he says, I'll take Yagli. Uh, and you hand over Yagli and he just sort of like, like holds Yagli in one hand. Um, as, I'm, as I'm handing him over, I say, that was a dirty trick, very dishonorable. You're lucky I don't kill. Hmm. Well, you're lucky there are a lot of onlookers and witnesses uh, and Sievert sort of says that whispering to you so no one else hears it uh, and then he turns and he hands he hands Yagli's limp body off to the woman who goes oh oh she's like trying to like keep her towel up but like still oh like prop up this chameleon speaking of onlookers does anyone have that uh truth magic here I'd like to explain what happened an old man steps forward leaning on his cane and says I do I cast zone of truth. Uh, and <laughs> are you going, are you going to resist, Manaya? No, not at all. Okay, you feel something wash over you, very warm and wave, uh, like in the southern Hema Sea. And Sievert goes, uh, and the old man goes, okay, we can only speak truths now. Uh, Dewey, you would Bye. also be affected. Are you resisting? Sure. Okay, make a wisdom save. Twelve. <laughs> 12, that is not sufficient. So you resist, okay. but it washes over you too and you feel your lips loosen. On behalf of my friends, I apologize for the harm we have caused your good leader. It was an act of self-defense. 
Sievert says, this is true. It was an act of self-defense after one of your party tried to kill me. And people are muttering like, oh, well, he's telling, he can't speak a lie. This must be the truth as well. And the old man says, what say you to the masses, young one? In my memory, you attacked my friend first. Uh, Sievert turns and addresses the crowd as well. He says, who attacked first does not matter. You stormed into my office, accompanied by one of my own, bringing someone from my past whom I had sworn to forget. Demanding what? I don't know, and I don't care. I am Sievert Wrathstone, Fang of Tehran, leader of the Chromium Order. I have done much good for Dabathati and the rest of the Republic of Talmud and all the hamlets that live in and around the Godspine. And everyone's sort of like nodding along as he's speaking. He seems to be very well respected and known by the people here. Um, and he goes, would you believe the word and the intentions of an outsider over my own? Outsider, tell me. And he turns and addresses you, Manaya. Have you relations in Dabathati? Manaya pauses to think, Oka lived here. Mm -hmm. So you're like trying to like, that's not a deliberate lie. You're like, yeah, I guess I could say that. I suppose. You suppose. I'll have, I'll have to think on that. And people are like murmuring. They don't really seem to. And he goes, please, please, no, answer directly. Do you have any blood relations in Dabathati? A sibling, a mother, a father, a parent. None that I am aware None that she is aware of. And people begin to murmur even more. He turns and addresses you, Dewey. Have you any blood relations in Dabathati? No. No. And the murmuring sort of mounts, and he smiles uh, as though he's caught you in a trap. And says, then how did you get in? Wait, wait. You said we burst into your room? In my memory. We were led there by one of yours. Does it They matter? caught us at the gate... And demanded that we, what was it, get taught a lesson by your guild's leader? Apparently you. Is that so? And uh, he snaps his fingers and sort of uh, hobbling out, uh, forward out of the crowd, you notice a familiar dragonborn, not the one that was knocked unconscious and forced choked by Sievert, but one of the ones who was accompanying him, uh, one of the friends of Arkan. Uh, and he, he looks really scared. Uh, and Sievert turns to the old man and says, this one, is he also affected by your truth spell? The old man goes, yes, he tried to resist it, but could not. Um, and Sievert says, very well. You, tell me, how exactly did these two and their friends who fled the scene, might I say, and people sort of look around at each other, unsure, how did they get into the city? Um, and this guy goes, uh, well, I woke up this morning, I had a big old bowl of congee, I doused it down with some beer and some bacon, uh, I didn't fill the toilet paper roll, even though I said I did, and Sievert goes, get to the point, and he goes, yes, yes, my fang. Um, we were sent out on a quest, of course, to find monsters and kill them. Uh, we obviously, we didn't find any, uh, but on our way back into Dabathati, we ran into this um, big burly man, I think he called himself Ronnie, um, as well as these two, and the other one that flew off with those big glowing wings. Um, 
Ronnie seemed to be want to get into the city but didn't know anyone, so uh, Archon said that, you know, uh, they kind of got into an argument of some sort, uh, and Archon said, well, I'll let you in, but uh, you would beat him up as, as payment. Said he was going to take him to you, and then you would kick his ass, maybe kill him. Uh, and Sievert goes, that's enough, um, and turns to the rest so of the So you would assault... An outsider, one that you seemingly had no relations to, this Ronnie person, as payment to enter the city. Uh, there's sort of whispering among the crowd as people seem very divided and torn uh, between who to believe, what to believe, and how to feel. Um, and Seifert just sort of snorts another like mist, like mist of cold coming out. And he says, I don't have time for this. I need to get to an appointment. Should we seize them, my fang? No. Have your excuses. The people shall decide for themselves. You all already know the good I have done for the city. They have not proven themselves. In fact, within the first hour of getting here, they've burned my building. They've caused me to fall and create a crater in the middle of the, of, of the road. They've made me late for my appointments. They've endangered the lives of more than just themselves by setting the building on fire. And everyone's like whispering, whispering. They seem torn. The crowd seems torn based on what's been going on. And he says, I can't be late for my appointment. Let them go, but keep an eye on them. Um, and Sievert turns and he begins to stride through the crowd and leave. The crowd very confusedly looks around. Um, the adventurers sheath their swords again now that the conflict has been more or less settled. Um, and the crowd begins to disperse. Uh, so the old man goes, oh, okay. Well, I'm uh, just gonna... Sir. Yes? I'm so sorry to bother you. You seem the magical type. Y yes, I'm a wizard. Would... Would you have any water spells? I'd like to help put out this fire. Oh, of course, certainly. It seems like they're, they're getting it under control as well. And you look oh. up and you see that there's like, uh, you can't really see what's happening because from your perspective, but you see that the fire is being contained in some way. The flames are dying down. But I, I appreciate your willingness to help, young one. What is your name? Manaya. Manaya, it's a pleasure. My name is Magic... Uh, ma ma magic, m magic Mike. I'm a, a magic <laughs> wizard of Tabazati. Can cast many spells. Yes, yes. Honey, try again. Just try again. <laughs> nope, it's Magic Mike. <laughs> I wander sound... the streets, uh, helping where I can to settle, settle disputes. Your work is well appreciated. Thank you, and I thank you for not trying to resist my spell like that oh. other whippersnapper did. I gotta oh, go! Alright, go, be on your way. But the eyes of Dabathati are watching you. Careful, don't get in too much. Oh, okay, bye bye. <laughs> uh, as you leave. Uh, and the two of you, I'm assuming, are setting off to find Oka. Uh, v and Oka, the, Oka, you have your wings disappear. You drop uh, V into a vat of acid. No, uh, you, dro you, dro you drop V into <laughs> a, a dark alleyway that's uh, sort of crowded with trash. I mean, as we're flying, mm -hmm. uh, as we're flying, uh, Oka's doing some navigation, trying, you know, to avoid being seen a lot, at least. 
Like they are flying through the sky, but people fly through the sky. There are plenty of people who fly through the sky. Yeah, um, um, there are aracocra and like pigeons and stuff. Uh, and as they soar through the sky, they they like they like do a du- they do like a double take <laughs> at you. <laughs> that ain't no bird. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, hold on a minute now. <laughs> it's a bird. That's it's a flame. Oka is gonna kind of like as they're like navigating and flying. Um, look down at V, and since they're already holding her, they're gonna cast Healing Hands. Okay, okay. And you'll get four more hit points back, I guess. Good for you, buddy. Hey, that doubles what I had, so... Yeah, it's like taking a shot (laughs) Um, of espresso. While we're in flight and such, um, V is, like, just gripping you, not for dear life, but because she's bawling her eyes out, and you can just kind of hear murmurs of, like, I had them... I just had them right there. I had them so much while she's just weeping over onto your shoulder. Okay. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Emotional repression. Uh, but I think as they kind of lower to the ground into the alley, uh, they're not going to let V go. They're just kind of like going to float until they're both sitting. And Oka's just going to kind of keep holding on to V and they don't really know what's going on. Uh, but Oka is going to kind of just like, be like, okay, I used to come for my sisters while they were crying and they liked it when I like patted their head. So Oka's going to like awkwardly pat V on the back of the head and be like, you did really, <clears throat> you did, you did, you did good. It's all right. We'll get them next time champ. <laughs> you did good. You did. You were, you did good. And you slowly, set a whole like, building on fire. Yeah. While, while you're saying that, like, I'm slowly, like, my grip on you is, like, slowly releasing. But, like, I'm still, like, very much internal. And, like, this, I'm the sobbing is, like, calming down a little bit. But I'm just, like, I can't believe he was here all along. And Dake was just too big to, to look everywhere for him. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And she, like, allows herself to, like, kind of, like, slump onto the ground a little bit. And, like, he's just, like almost, like, passes out from exhaustion. Okay. Their expression softens, and they, like, fix... Uh, they fix... They go about in action, I think, like, fixing these hair a little bit, and they try to, like, pull her ripped clothes, like, a little bit more closed, and they don't have mending or anything like that, but they do um, dust be off a little bit and just listen quietly. And then, like... We won't have V completely pass out, but she'll just like sort of like look up, exhaust, and just be like, "Thank you so much for rescuing me." Oh, stop! You rescued yourself. I was just there for fun. Don't go anywhere, okay? I'll be right back. And um, I think uh, V is going to cast just minor illusion. Like we're in an alleyway, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like a clean alleyway, or is it like a pretty it's grungy? Pretty, it's pretty dirty. Yeah, she's just going to cast Minor Illusion to, like, basically camouflage into the garbage and shit. Okay. I'll be right back. I just have to, you know, go find the tall one and the small one. Sounds good. Oka checks, like, several times, you know, just in case. These disappear. And then they kind of... (laughs) Oh, she looks like garbage now. And then Oka's going to, like, take off in a jog back towards the guild. Okay. 
Oka, you deposit V in the trash-filled alleyway, uh, and you leave it uh, to find Manaya and Dewey. Uh, let's have a quick, let's have a little, little soft moment with V. V, as you're curled up pretending to be trash, literally <laughs> in the middle of a bunch of garbage and stinky, 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 stinky yuck. What's going through your head? V is replaying so many moments in her head. She's thinking about that first uh, game with Sievert seven years ago. She's thinking about how kind he was in their relationship and how utterly despicable he's been in their relationship. And she's thinking about that last fight, how he was much stronger than he used to be. Uh, he's She's analyzing it. She's like obsessing over every little detail. She's She's wishing she burned more of that building down uh, than she did. She's, um, and then like deep down in the pit of her stomach, she is, there's a fire burning of like, next time, next time I'm going to get you, Sievert, and you're not going to get out of my sight. As you're thinking about this, uh, you hear the creak of a door open, as and you hear the r rush of noise uh, and the smell of like a kitchen. As you realize that this alleyway is actually like the back alleyway of like that, like maybe a restaurant opens into, and you see like uh, two workers sort of sweating a lot. They look like maybe sous chefs. Uh, they sort of lean. They don't notice you at all. Uh, because you're like hidden in the garbage. They are, sort of are talking amongst themselves, these two rather grubby looking humans. Um, they're smoking cigarettes. One of them is like, ah, fucking, fucking boss man's taking it out on us again. Not my fault they're a rat got in the stew. Someone else is like, yeah, it is. You're the fucking rat catcher, man. And the guy's like, yeah, I guess I am. And he takes a drag of a cigarette and he goes, hey, going to the pits today? Ugh, nah, man, I lost all my savings at the pits last week. You sure? Yeah, they got some real good, real good beasties up in there tonight. Really? Like, like what? Like, like manticores? Chimeras? Nah, 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 those new beasties, you know? The one with the, all the eyes and the teeth and stuff? Yeah, yeah, my money's on the teethy one. I mean, how are you gonna, how are you gonna fight something with a bunch of teeth? It's just gonna bite you all up. Nah, nah, they're, they're starting, they're arguing amongst each other. Uh, and then one of them goes, oh, shit, here he comes. Uh, just uh, tell them I had the week off, okay? And I wasn't able to set any traps. Uh, and their conversation sort of fades as they disappear back into the kitchen and the door closes. Uh, mm -hmm. By this point, Oka, you have found Manaya and Yuri and are leading them back to V. Oka kind of looks a little bit closer at Manaya. You look a little green around the gills. And also there's a huge fucking hole in your back. It's fine. It's nothing. Let's go find V. Jeez, what the hell happened up there? Oka's gonna, like, you know, walk and talk. Dewey's frantically trying to talk and listen to the sword. Like, you're a little bit of a madman. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you're walking, uh, you hear the sword, presumably, speak in your brain and say, Where are we going, father? Where are we headed? Everything's so new. I, I just have to get some more, uh, uh, quiet to talk. It's okay. It's okay, okay. quiet talk. I'm... Who am I? What am I doing here? I have nothing, no impulses, no desires, except kill. I want to fight. I want to kill. That's why you made me, right, father? To kill? I quickly sheathed the sword in the thing in my back. Oh, 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 oh. And the sheath seems to 
dampen its voice. As soon as you put it in the sheath, it seems to be unable to contact you anymore. So what the hell happened in there? Sebert and V knew each other. We got into a fight. They got into a fight. I was going to stay back unless V was in danger, but he pulled a fast one. That chameleon that, that you saw got me good. Almost went down, but thank you, really. I don't know if V thanked you, but I didn't want to see her go down like that. Oh, stop. What did I do? Oka punches uh, Manaya out softly in the <sighs> arm. Oh, fuck. Sorry. I forgot. Come on. Well, I don't have any more of the healing juice, but I know somewhere we can stay. So Wait, we should get v? there quick. Oh, she's in the trash alley. Just this way. Speaking of which, you soon arrive at the trash alley. You don't really see V anywhere. Uh, Where's V? <laughs> she's in there. I let minor illusion fade away and I'm revealed just sort of still laid out like I'm in fetal position like against the brick wall like against the edge of the building what the hell okay is I mean, think maybe the first to go over and just kind of just hoists V up and it's like come on baby girl let's go let's go somewhere you can lay down huh that sounds like a wonderful idea. Okay. And we just have to... God, it's a long fucking walk to the mines. Where was Ravi's house? By the mines. She didn't really <laughs> uh, have a house. She lived in one of the bunks. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's where we're going. Okay. Uh, so you, you, you hoist V up and the four of you limp your way through the district of Thristi. As you walk with V in tow, uh, V, are you telling them what was going on with Sievert? Because all they really know is that the two of you had history, you popped off, and this is affecting you. Actually, I'm going to tell them about the conversation about the pits and having these creatures with teeth. Okay. That they're using these creatures for entertain what sounds like entertainment. Have I ever heard of the pits? Yes. You may have even contributed to them. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm sure I did. So the pits are an illegal blood blood sport. Um, it's basically, it's like cockfighting, but with monsters. Uh, and like adventurers guilds will like go out, you know, into the godspine or like just out uh, into, you know, the scrublands or whatever. And they would bring back the, the meanest monsters they could find um, and sick them on each other in the pits. And there'd be a lot of betting and a lot of gambling to see which monster would be the the, the best monster to fight. Occasionally, they also throw people in there. Uh, either the people volunteer, or they've gotten on the wrong side of, and you would be familiar with this, the Aurochs Guild, which is the chief criminal guild in Dabathati. The pits. Yeah. Yeah. We have, I went down there a few times, but wasn't really my thing, but god damn, if they aren't the one fucking place you have to go if you want to sell monster parts down there, or monsters themselves. Might be an interesting lead to try to see if we can get some more of the uh, sacks, I guess. Uh, V's going to uh, kind of stop a little bit, and she's just uh, she's like, Manaya, I want to thank you so much for coming with me and um, being there with me. Uh, that person, Sievert, uh, he and I were lovers for each other, with each other for a time. And I 
believed him in so many ways. And that is one of my biggest regrets I've ever had in my life. Uh, he took anything that I had from me. And I've been hunting him down, trying to, with very little success up until this moment. And so it, of all the people in all of Ndake to run to him in Dabathati, here I, I could not have imagined that that would have happened. So, um, Sievert does need to die. And I'm going to make sure he dies at some point. You know I don't condone death. But I think you burning down his place was very well justified. <laughs> yeah, you fucking kicked his ass, dude. <laughs> oh, you sort of she sort of should have seen her. She walked up, and her illusion fell off, and she said, "Oh, and shut she up. said, no way. and she said, you're fucking dead, mate." And then like <laughs> the the bookshelves, it was all on fire, and oh my books. <laughs> Collateral damage! No, nothing, nothing important. Nothing important. Don't worry. Yeah, right. shitty books, Dewey. Shitty books. Uh, you have single-handedly burned down the the only remaining records of a long-lost language. <laughs> I hope you know this. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> uh, the four of you are, are walking through... Like, is this is kind of like a... Like a really poor part of Dabathati. Uh, you see like quite a few homeless people out and about. Um, a lot more than you're used to, actually, Oka. Um, Dabathati's refugee crisis seems to be bursting at the seams. There's a lot more people, a lot more people, poor people, especially living in these areas. Uh, you see like tents and like te- like little like like tent towns set up as well. So go ahead, keep role playing. Uh, Oka is keeping their eyes peeled for anyone they might recognize. I assume that a lot of these people are probably refugees, but mm-hmm. probably are also some of the people who work in the mines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Oka has, like, you know, is, like, holding up V with one arm, but is, like, really, sca- like, is a little bit distracted in trying to scan all the faces. Mm-hmm. So Oka, you know that people who work in the mines usually live by the mines, um, but, you know, if they were fired or if they quit or something, then they would live here, most likely. When I was going to keep over-exaggerating V's accounts, basically saying what V did, but with like an Oka twist. Uh, Oka will respond and they'll give the appropriate whoops and yeehaws when, whenever necessary. <laughs> kind of like and jostling V a little, you know, like, yeah, you really got him. And this actually does it like improve V's mood. She like starts laughing along as these stories get like more and more ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, you see her like gain some life back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. And as the four of you continue to walk, um, you notice something that is, has definitely not been there before, Oka. Um, it seems to be sort of like a table set up with like a really kind of like ramshackle tent over it. And there's like a long line. And you see there's like a big, you smell it, like a stew going. Someone seems to be serving like stew to these refugees. And you notice that these people are dressed in uh, these like green robes that look kind of familiar to you. And you notice like uh, as one of them is like turning around to like scoop more stew into someone's bowl, you see like... Um, a, a patch that's been sewn into the back of their robe that resembles a chrysalis. And as soon as you guys are passing and like looking at this line, one of the people who's serving stew looks up and recognizes you, V, and you recognize him. It is Balraj Show. Um, this half elf with the, you know, with the goatee uh, that we met a while back while traveling to Dr. Aluso's. And he goes, oh, 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 over, Veronica, over here. We don't have time to chat. 
Wait, wait, no, wait. Hold on. Uh, hold on to this, brother. Uh, and he hands the, the ladle to the person who's serving and, and, and runs, runs up to you, V. Oh, hello, brother Balraj. As what the, I told you, I told you I had to take care of one thing and then I would uh, rush the winds of the chrysalis. Took me all the way to Del Papi. I, I never doubted you, not even once. And it's good to see your companions as well. Um, though you look a little battered. Uh, and his uh, his uh, concerned gaze lingers upon you. Manaya says, oh, would you, do you mind if I try to help? Her first. She's been through it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if, if you were touched by the chrysalis, shouldn't you be able to heal yourself? Oh, but maybe you, of course, sorry, you haven't been inducted yet. You're, you've just received uh, their visions. Um, and Balraj is going to put hands upon you. Are you going to allow them? Yeah. Okay. I've been inside his brain. I trust him. Okay. You regain five, eight, ten, fourteen points of, uh, fourteen hit points uh, as Balraj. Oh, so this guy can heal better than I can. Well, you're not a cleric. You're a blood hunter. Uh, this guy rests his hands upon you and you feel so much better as your wounds begin to stitch up. Uh, they leave some like knotted muscle behind, um, but they're no longer actively bleeding. Um, Balraj goes, oh, what, what happened to you? Who did this to you? I, it's someone who absolutely despises the chrysalis, I can tell you that. And I ah. took every ounce of this power that the chrysalis has bestowed upon me to... To vanquish this foe, but uh, that's why I'm a little I'm a little exhausted. I could not heal myself, but oh, thank I you see. so much for your I care. See. Is this person still alive? Do we need to bring the full force of the children down upon this person who who treated you, treated our prophet like like? Uh, and he's getting real mad. Well, explain it all. Right, Balraj. First, if you could help my friend, then perhaps it's time that we meet the chrysalis folks and have a conversation. Oh, yes, of course. I've just been waiting for you to get here. I would be more than happy to introduce you to. Uh, and as he's talking, he rests his hands upon you, Manaya, and you also uh, regain 14. Uh, no, oh, or uh, no, you're no. him? Okay. No, no. Uh, uh, I'm okay. Are you sure? But Prophet Veronica save, said... Save your magics for those who need it more. Oh, I have, I have plenty of magic to spare. The chrysalis is generous with its offerings. I could even heal a bee if I felt like it, or an ant upon the ground and still have plenty of magic to spare. She said no. Oh, uh, sorry. You'll have to excuse my friends. They're a little less initiated into the chrysalis. I, I understand, but if they're, compa they're your companions, Prophet Veronica, then I, we must treat them with grace. Um. Speaking of which, Grace, this is a Prophet Veronica and, and her companions. I was telling you about her a while ago. And the other person who's leading is like a young human woman who's like very busy, like helping people. She's like, oh, is that so? So I'm a little, I'm a little busy over here. Um, and as the four of you, you know, are like talking, you know, with, with these, these chrysalis members, you sort of hear a growl uh, coming from uh, across the street. And you see several people like poking their heads out of like a house. Uh, and one of them goes, go away. We don't worship false gods here. Get the fuck out of here. V is going to... I do have a slot left. Uh, use disguise self to just, like, make all of her clothes, first off, look pristine. Mm -hmm. um, and then just grow just a little bit and, like, have a little bit of a more swole look. Mm -hmm. well, hey, what the? Like, do you see the half-orc woman, like, rub her eyes? Hey, you! You with those freaky cult people? They worship false idols! Get the fuck out of here! We only recognize you to Buffy! 
friends, friends, it is, let us not fight in these times. These times are too wild. Let us instead not worry about which gods we honor and let's just help each other. Let's let's do good things since our gods have are missing at the moment. Let's just do nice things in their honor. Your body's not missing. He's just taking leave of absence. And you know what? Fine. Doesn't matter anyway. They're going to make they're going to make all this rabble-rousing illegal. Yeah, they're voting on it. Ha! Huh. And she like slams the uh, window shutters shut. And Balraj goes, "Yes, they unfortunately that is true. The consuls are putting the legitimacy of our religion, our organization to a vote in just a few nights. I fear that public opinion despite all the good we're trying to do and he gestures to the soup line that clearly our government doesn't have the resources or desire to do is being overlooked but please unless you're headed somewhere i'd love to introduce you to the rest of our organization that's headquartered here anyway we are actually heading somewhere oh well Raj, um you always seem to meet me when i have to be somewhere else but oh. i promise you it, it is obvious that fate the chrysalis has brought us together again. You cannot deny that this is a sign of really exciting times. Yes, yes. And we will... Uh, I know where you are. Yes, I know you where do. the chrysalis is. You've told me. So uh, I will be there soon. And I will let the ways of the chrysalis be mysterious so I cannot give you timeline, but soon. Certainly, Prophet Veronica. Well, please be on your way. We'll be here. And of course, we gave you the address. So you'll know where to find us. Bye-bye. Uh Friend, Balraj, was it? Y yes, Balraj. We may not worship the same deity, but your work in helping those in need is well appreciated. Certainly, of course. And, you know, due to all the help we've been rendering the community, we've been getting a lot more recruitments, too. It's so wonderful. I just want to shine the light of, a chrys of the chrysalis down upon everyone I meet. Do we? You, you put up a thumbs up and smile awkwardly. <laughs> See? This guy knows what I'm talking about. Uh, and Balraj <laughs> sees you off as you head to yeah. the mines. Okay? I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, as you leave, you hey, uh, just one, one last thing before I hand it back to y'all. You notice, uh, all of you notice someone familiar in the in the soup line. It's Costas. Uh, has, has their hood up. It doesn't seem to have noticed the four of you yet. Oka does the thing. <laughs> the fake bitch thing. I'm not going to try not to be seen, but I'm not going to, at this point, I think, engage with Costas. Okay, that's fine. Manaya can't not be seen. She's she's huge. Yeah. Manaya, can't you, like, duck a little bit? Okay, fine, don't duck. Whatever. Um, and I was going to say to Oka, he may worship a, or whisper, he may worship a fal false idol, but they're doing good work. Let them be. Worshipping a false idol is never good work. Worshipping any idol is weird. What are you all saying? Sorry. We should get out of the earshot before we have this <laughs> conversation. Yeah, V is yes. just like... Uh, we, uh, we should also let the doctor know. You're right. You do have as to soon as in. we get that obvious place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can check in. Uh, the four of you manage to make your way to the mines. You wind your, it's, get, it's getting real late. The lights are dimming. 
and you make your way through the sleepy district of Thristi and you make your way back into the central district of Suraksha and you finally make it to the back of Dabathati uh, where you walk past the uh, Senate house. It's this huge like mansion with multiple courtyards that has like guards around it all the time. It's very opulent actually standing in pretty stark contrast to a lot of the poverty you've seen. Um, and as you walk past the Senate house, you can see, like, okay, you especially can see the mines looming in the distance. It's sort of like this back wall of Dabathati soaring up hundreds of stories, has a bunch of holes drilled into it, leading into tunnels. And you see, like, a system of ropes and, like, pulley system that allows people to, like, go up the walls and enter various tunnels in the very back. And you also see, like, sort of built uh, against the walls and also on the floor a bunch of, like, bunks. Like very tiny, like sardine-like bunks. Okay, you're familiar with it. That the miners sleep in when they're not mining. Um, it's like the free f room and board that they get for being miners. Uh, and as you approach, you see that there are like several guards patrolling. There's no like per uh, like wall, but there's like a low perimeter fence that sort of demarcates when the city ends and the mines begin. Um, and you see like like this like tools, like wheelbarrows and pickaxes and stuff like that, and like various houses, probably for like guards and uh, administrators of the mines. Uh, and you see like several like guards posted around the perimeter of the fence, but they seem pretty like relaxed. They're like talking to each other. Um, but the guards closer to the entrances look very like they look a little tense, even probably because of the riots, but you're not sure. As you get closer. The guards, two of the guards stop talking to each other and they like lower their spears to prevent access in. They say, what business have you with the mines? What do you mean what business? Work. You're miners. And they look kind of like unconvinced at your very non-miner outfits. Uh, Oka rolls their eyes. Uh -huh. uh, uh, and in their very basic palmati, uh, they are going to say, uh, I'm looking for Ravi. Ravi? Who's that? Ravi! There's like a million Ravis who work here, okay, kid? Yeah, see, obviously you've just been posted since you've never seen me and don't know who Ravi is. Huh. Yeah, well, it's true that I have just been posted. Look, it's not my fault there's a high turnover rate. No one wants to deal with this riot shit. And then the four of you hear a voice go, Oka! And running up is not Ravi, but someone else you do recognize from the mines. You only you know her only as Mama Fish. Uh, she is a tri oh, Triton woman, very uh, pudgy. Uh, she kind of looks like an orca whale, uh, and she sort of uh, is like waddling. She like like moves moves up to you, says, "Out of the way, you young whippersnappers, Oka!" Uh, and she immediately she busts past the guards who cannot handle her strength, <laughs> and she picks you up with her flippers, and she hoists you into the air and hugs you, and she smells, as always, very fishy. Oh, uh, Mama Fish, I hate when oh. you do this. I can never get the smell out of my clothes. It's been so long, and you must be Oka's new friends. Hello, hello, my name's Mama Fish. Please come in and let them in, youngins. I know, I know these folks. They're friends of mine. Come in, come in. And the guards just want to look at each other and shrug, and they let the four of you pass. She goes, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I, I thought I'd never see you again. We all thought that you were off to better horizons. Yeah, well, I'm back for a visit. Where the hell is Ravi? What? You haven't heard? Heard what? Ravi's been missing for a month. She oh. was one of the ones who went vanishing after the first riots. Oh. Oh.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, and Fezlian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at OMikeGram. That's O-H, Mike, M-I-K-E, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanerRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanerRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azra... Brooke Bright, Charles, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, and Risa.